I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hi, I'm Madigan, and you're listening to Your Angry Neighborhood Feminist. This week, obviously Keegan is not with me. She is visiting some family, so we're going to give her some time to uh, have for herself and some family time. So with me, I have a very special guest, in my opinion, the most special of guests, my lovely, talented feminist boyfriend, Max Ram. Say hello. Hey, how's it going? Hey. So I thought that Max would be a good person for me to chat with because we have a lot of conversations about the things that I talk about on the show. He gives me a lot of information that I didn't know and kind of helps me uh, find topics. (laughs) Penny, that's my dog's tail. Um, Find topics that would be good for me to talk about on the show. And with Mueller's testimony, I thought that it would be kind of fun for us to chat about it today. And, uh, yeah, hopefully my seven-month-old puppy will not be attacking him she's this entire time. climbing up my arms she's as we She's climbing speak. up. She's very excited. She's she knows, a big girl. She knows something exciting is happening. Um, so I really want to talk about the Mueller testimony. And honestly, though, there's really not, like, a whole lot to say because most of what he said, he just would say no comment. He said nothing. He said nothing. He said absolutely nothing. We were listening to it in the car yesterday, and it was very frustrating to listen to him not be able to have any sort of comments to anything that was asked of him. Um, But Mueller declared in his testimony yesterday that his two-year investigation did not exonerate President Trump and that the Russians will continue to meddle in U.S. elections. And you brought up a really good point before we were recording about how they will meddle in the U.S. elections as, as long, long as Trump's there. As long as Trump's there. Do I feel you, like anybody else would stand up to it. Really? Even somebody that was, like, similar to Trump or, like, Pence or anything like that? I don't think they're similar. Yeah? I think I think they're too different. Yeah? I think Pence is more of a... 
he's a politician. Yeah. Like, I don't think he would, he doesn't have the Russian connections that Trump has. Trump just had the connections, and he's a very shady businessman. Well, obviously, yeah. But I mean, it's like, do you think, so, with this next election coming up, he is talking about how they are now meddling in our election right now as we speak. So, obviously, because Trump is still in the running to have another term as president, they're still doing that. But you don't think it's going to happen if there was somebody else that were to come along? I really don't think so. Okay. I don't think any traditional Republican would do it. I, I don't like him, but uh, I don't think they would do it. Yeah, I hope you're right. I hope you're right. So, also, Mueller stuck to the script of his 448-page report, unwilling to answer questions beyond what was written, which resulted in a lot of no-comment responses, like I said. When asked if Trump wasn't always being truthful or complete in his written answers under oath, Mueller responded, I would say generally, which to me was kind of like a no-duh comment. Exactly. Everyone knows that. Yeah, it's like, oh, really? Trump wasn't being truthful? Go on. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. He called Trump's encouragement of WikiLeaks problematic, to say the least. That's the part that we heard on the radio. Yeah. And that that was was his tweets. (laughs) His tweets about WikiLeaks were really funny. He was like, this is great. (laughs) Oh, my God. So the most impactful statement was in the subject of Russian interference in future elections, saying it will be, quote, a new normal. And he warned that not only had the Russians not been deterred from election interference, but they're doing it as we sit here. So that's kind of what we were just talking about is that, and what a lot of other representatives were speaking to after this testimony was the fact that this wasn't just a one-time thing. They are currently still doing it, and the American people need to be aware of what's going on in order for it to possibly not happen again, which I don't really think there's anything we can do at this point for it not to they're doing it right now. Yeah. They, they haven't stopped working since the last election. They're well, yeah. They're trying I mean, to cause, like, Trump's undermine never, our government. Exactly. And Trump's never stopped, like, campaigning and rallying, just like I feel like they've never stopped working together. Those gross rallies. It's those gross, gross rallies. It just, it all continues, right? So, Representative Gerald Na- Nadler, Nadler? Nadler. I'm going to say Nadler, of New York, the chairman of the... Yeah, okay, great. That's all I needed. The chairman of the Judiciary Committee asks, Director Mueller, the president has repeatedly claimed that your report found there was no obstruction and that it completely and totally exonerated him. But that is not what your report said, is it? And Mueller says, right, that is not what the report said. Chirp, chirp, chirp. Yep, pretty straightforward answer. Yeah, and that's the thing Everyone knows that. Exactly. Well, okay, so... Clearly, he did not want to do this testimony. I feel like he was kind of like that person who, like, they were just reading back everything that he said, and he's just like, yeah, dumbass, like, I already wrote that. He finished his report. He's done with it. Yeah. I feel like he, this is so far after a fact for him. And you could kind of tell that he didn't care at times because, like, people kept being like, sir, you have to talk into the microphone, or, like, he acted like he was, like, hard of hearing, and, like, all of, which he is pretty old, so he might actually be very hard of hearing. (laughs) But, yeah, exactly, but he uh, very clearly did not want to be there. So Democrats would ask a lot of leading or politically damaging questions, according to the New York Times, that is, and Mr. Mueller demurred. He often would respond with, I cannot answer that question, and would refuse invitations to read passages from his report, which means there is no footage of him speaking aloud some of the most damning material contained in the report. The Democrats just wanted a soundbite from him. Yeah. And they, of course, were not going to get it. They just want an impeachment hearing. And yeah. That's, I feel like that's what their main goal was out of this whole 
thing yeah. was to get him to say something, and legally he can't say anything. Yeah. And now it's all on record that legally he can't say anything. Right. So it's they were a trying to like trigger terrible him up. process. Yeah, but like it's already written down in his report though. So does it matter if it's like actually said aloud? I mean, from him, they just need a soundbite. No, there's no, there's no evidence in the report. I yeah. haven't read it completely. So, oh no, God uh, no, I, I haven't mean, either. I'm saying it like it's a fact when I have no idea. Well, but, like the whole thing but was. I I think I know the gist of it. <laughs> yeah, well, when Trump was saying that, like nothing, um, you know, nothing in the report report pointed a finger at him that like he would be impeached or he would be like put in jail or whatever, and he was like celebrating about that. Um, it's pretty wh- sad when your president celebrates about not being impeached. I know. Because like, he knows it's yes, a possibility. I know, right? I don't think any other president has been like, ha, you can't impeach me now. So, <laughs> <laughs> God, this idiot. All right, when Democrat uh, Representative Jackie Speyer, Speyer offered Mueller an opportunity to tell the American people why they should care about his work, he said... We spent substantial time ensuring the integrity of the report. It is a signal, a flag to those of us who have responsibility to exercise that responsibility, not let this kind of thing happen again. And when I was doing notes for this, I asked Max, I was like, is Mueller a Republican? Because I'm an idiot and forget those things sometimes. And yes, he's a Republican. So I thought that maybe he was being kind of like shy with the Democratic representatives because maybe he didn't want to, like, give into that. But he also wasn't really very friendly with the Republican representatives either. Um, Republican representatives... straight down the middle. Straight down, which I think is great. I respect him for that because he was true to his word. And, you know, he didn't give either side anything to go off of. Exactly. that's the best he could have done. And and he was sticking to his script. Although I I would have really liked for something... To go the Democrats' way, but... Of course. But it didn't really go anybody's way, which I feel like... Which is frustrating, because I feel like so much of this was just, like, meaningless, because he literally was just repeating what was in the report. Like, it just... It may as well not have happened, in my opinion. You guys might have other opinions. You might have seen it differently than I did, but for me, it was just frustrating listening to it, feeling like there was nothing being accomplished. You know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. So Republican representatives wanted to sow the doubt about the basic fairness of Mr. Mueller, the FBI, and his team. Representative John Ratcliffe, Republican of Texas, Max Ram is from Dallas, Texas, (laughs) told Mr. Mueller... the food and that's it. I know, right? Told Mr. Mueller that he had, quote, inverted burden of proof by detailing the president's conduct without without charging him for a crime. Respectfully, you managed to violate every principle in the tradition. I agree with the chairman this morning when he said Donald Trump is not above the law, but he damn sure shouldn't be below the law. Liberals had hoped that Mr. Mueller's testimony would open impeachment proceedings against Trump, which obviously didn't happen, as we said. The term impeachment never came from Mueller, and he made damn sure of that, that he never made... he tried so hard not to say it. Yeah, and when he was asked about it, he even said, I am not going to talk about that issue. And everyone's like, no! (laughs) That's all they wanted. That's all they wanted. Just say the word, damn it, guys. Say the word. The thing we need to take away from this is that we are all vulnerable to Russian influence in our elections. So, clearly this next election is probably just as important as the last election was. More Although, important. more important, yeah. I, I mean, think so. We didn't know what we were getting ourselves into at the exactly. last one, unfortunately. And we were, like, blindsided. I mean, yeah, as soon as the primaries were at least living in Los Angeles. Down. Like, I know friends in other parts of the country, the Midwest, the East Coast, who yeah. live in little pockets of East Coast where 
you know, you see a lot more Donald Trump than you'd like to. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, we just took a road trip, and the difference between Los Angeles and even just getting into Nevada oh, yeah. was so Past different. Vegas, every city in between. I We were in, like, Trump Town. Yeah, it, it looks that way. Yeah. Well, and so. we remember <laughs> we went into that gas station, and I, I bought him this hilarious shirt that says, um, God, what does it say? It's like... Don't judge my pit bull and I won't judge your kids. Something like that. That's exactly what it says. Is that exactly what it with says? a big pit bull with a collar with spikes around it. And <laughs> it's, it, the most, it's, like, it's a very trashy shirt, but you know. It's like the it's, most trashy, like, middle of the country looking fun. shirt. But I will never really wear it. No. So now we just have a competition for buying ugly shirts at gas stations exactly. I can't on wait. road trips. I can't wait to see what mine's going to be. I almost bought her an NRA hat. Yeah. Well, that's it it would have been taking say. it too far, yeah, maybe. That would have been way too far. It would have been far. a great joke. Great joke. But I was going to say there were all those NRA t-shirts where it's like, don't take my guns and blah, blah, blah. And I was in the store buying us like coffee and candy and chips and everything for the trip. And I came back in the car, and I was like, baby, we need to get out of here. We need to go. I don't feel safe. <laughs> oh, God. It was a fucking trip. So that's not all. Not in LA I, anymore. Yeah, we're not. Toto, we're not in Los Angeles anymore. Um, so that's all I really have to say about the Mueller testimony. There's obviously so much more that went on. This was like a seven-hour testimony, so clearly there's a lot of things that I didn't touch on, but I think that we got to kind of the basis of what was discussed during all this the next thing that i want to talk about is actually seven hours for nothing yeah exactly okay so we are going to move on to another topic that is super depressing we usually start with the most depressing and then we kind of go on from there but i decided we would get muller out of the way this was actually a suggestion from a instagram follower named bursting with ink on instagram and she sent me a photo, uh, or she sent us a photo of this woman named Yelena Grigorieva, who was a Russian LGBTQ activist who was found stabbed in St. Petersburg on Sunday night after her name was listed on a website that encourages people to hunt LGBTQ activists inspired by the torture-themed film Saw. Like, how is that real life? It doesn't seem like it is. But it is. It's That's the most fucked up part. It's kind it's, of like... I have no words. I, know. I don't. It's, it brings it's like beyond a, fucked up. It brings I, a sick feeling to your stomach. It truly does. And it's like, it's kind of like when people were talking about like video games influencing people of like violence and things like yeah. that. It's crazy to think of somebody actually watching a movie like Saw and somehow becoming inspired Getting by that it. message from it and being like, hey, I should try this. And that's just, that's beyond my imagination. Yeah, well, that's because we're not any, fucking psychopaths. Like, ex- com- exactly. But, <laughs> You're oh not a psychopath, right? God. Nope. Are you sure? <laughs> you should know. You're, you're dating if, me. If, are you if sure? Anyone should know. It's you. I'm just beyond words on like how that's this climate in this year is like the yeah. political climate. Everything is so bad. I. This is what is real life. It yeah. doesn't seem. Well, and especially in Russia, like it doesn't seem real. It's, it's so real. I mean, oh, we, yeah. we they, talked about Pussy Riot a few episodes back. Out. Oh yeah, and they were like, you know, they were for put doing to trial. everything that every 
person American. in America of their genre of music has done. Yeah, exactly. And that just kind of goes to show you, like I've talked about, I had a friend that I went to college with who um, is actually able to stay in America. She's from Russia because she is of the LGBTQ community. So it would be unsafe for her to come back. And I'm glad that that's worked out for her because this shit is absolutely... I'm really glad that's something our government hasn't taken back. I mean, yeah. It's it's nothing I would put past them, but that's a scary part. I'm sure they're afraid. I'm sure that that's something that they think about with, you know, immigration and everything else that's going on. That, like, it's not just about our, you know, immigrants from the southern border coming through to the U.S. It's everybody who comes here for... Every other country. ...refuge. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, they all deserve a chance to be able to live happier lives. And not that we're living in such a fantasy world right now, but living in a place where especially in Los Angeles where we celebrate Pride Month and we um, we celebrate each other's differences for the most part in this bubble, this bubble that we live in, you know? That we still get about some hate, like but it's, it's way more accepting than most parts of this country I go to. 100%. For sure, most parts of the world. Exactly. So Grigorieva was only 41 years old when she passed away and was active with oh. Russia's Alliance of Heterosexuals and LGBT for equality along with other causes. So she was really, really active in the community. Um, a friend actually wrote that Grigorieva had recently asked another friend to watch her cat in the event of her death. Can That's you imagine? Heartbreaking. It's absolutely heartbreaking. Like she knew that her name was on this like website and on this list and she was so scared. And such a strong human being to just be able to yeah, she's like making. You know that's basically gonna happen. It's and that's the saddest thing I've heard in yeah. a very long time. Oh, it's awful. She actually made a post on her Facebook page just days before she was killed. She posted an alert saying um, that was warning her community that this site contains photos and addresses of LGBTQ activists and offered quote prizes for completing attacks. So it, it's like hunting. It's like deer hunting. Where yeah. you can get, you can win awards, you can win prizes for these people that you take down. And it's so unbelievably sickening that it's, I mean, I have a problem with animal hunting. You know, that makes right. me uncomfortable. That's, yeah, I, I've never been hunting. I'm like yeah. one of the few Texans who has never been hunting. Yeah, and I've never been hunting I either. Don't, the fact that this is even something, that that's... I mean, it's beyond sickening. It's yeah. just the worst yeah. thing I, I could think of. I remember saying that, like, I have gone fishing. People are like, well, that's the same as hunting. And, like, I never thought of it the same way. But I guess some Honestly, people growing would. up, I never did either. You never went fishing? No, I never thought of fishing as... Oh, I thought you said you know it's like... As the same as hunting, which is strange. I get it now, but, you know, yeah. it was different when I was growing up. Yeah. And... Catch and release, too. I mean, just the fact that people lay out a website and the concept is basically a hunting game. Yeah, it's like, I wonder if it's like prize money or what it is. I can't fathom. I'm just, I'm beyond second. Yeah. It's it's so gross. She writes that law enforcement is doing nothing to find the creators of this cruel Cause game. Because it's Russia. Because it's Russia. Like, yeah. I'm sorry for our Russian listeners that listen, Do but you're care. more aware of it than anybody. Like, I, uh, yeah, it's it's absolutely it. sickening. I really want to thank Bursting with Ink for sending that to me and bringing that to my attention. It Lastly, needs to be more known for sure. Yeah, it really does. We have to be aware of things that are going on, not just in our country, but in other countries as well, and make sure that it's 
being spoken about. So last thing that I want to do is I got, we got a lovely message from Miss Rowie on Instagram. She says, hey, I've been having my feminist awakening listening to you guys is so helpful and so empowering. I've had severe arthritis since I was 14 and struggle with ableism and feeling that I'm not a good person and don't deserve as much because of my condition. I stand up for myself more and I am so fucking proud to be a fourth wave feminist. I so wish I could actively do more, but listening to podcasts and learning, advocating for myself, other disabled people, women, and just everyone that isn't a white goddamn man. Sorry, Max. No offense taken at all. (laughs) I love the look on people's faces when they ask me about when I'll get married and I say, I don't care. I'm more interested in myself. I've been wanting to listen to something and learn more about intersectional feminism and your podcast is more than I could ask for. Thank you so fucking much. You're my girls and I love you and appreciate you. Well, we fucking love and appreciate you. That is so sweet. Isn't it so sweet? I love that. We have the sweetest listeners in the world. And the, for me, it's always such a big thing Like when I hear from people that, especially people that I've never met, because obviously you're supportive of me. My family is supportive of me. But when there are people outside of our small community that reach out and say that there's something that we've done that's impactful to them, it's always an incredibly moving experience for me. Um, I also wanted to really share the story because she brings up ableism. And I think that, you know, we've done an episode about ableism and um, it's something that I feel like in feminism is forgotten a lot of times or it's very limited. Uh, it's maybe the more visible disabilities like being in a wheelchair or things like that where this girl has been dealing with arthritis since she was 14. That's got to be incredibly, incredibly painful So I just wanted to give you a shout out and thank you for all that you've done for us, for messaging us and for listening to us every single week. And also for everything that you're doing for the people in your community and talking about yourself and being true to who you are and standing up for being a feminist. And I think it's absolutely amazing and inspiring. So this is a bit of a shorter episode. Things are mixed up a little bit differently then Keegan and I's regular repertoire. A new voice. New voice. A little different. <laughs> this was Max's first time ever podcasting. First time. First time. He might be a little shy, but he did a great job. I'm so proud of him. Um, I'm so glad you have had this experience with him. I'm going to give him a quick plug because I know he's not going to give himself a quick plug. He is an amazing guitarist and bassist and musician. He's got two amazing bands, one called Somersault Queen and his main band called Tall Bones. They're fantastic. Follow them on Instagram. Check them out on Spotify. Listening to his music makes me the most proudest girlfriend in the entire world. Aww. Um, aww, and I love you so much. And, so sweet. Love and you thank, too. And thank you for helping me out when I, you know, was kind of in a bind and needing someone to chat with when I couldn't just. I'm here. You're here, I know, and I love it. And our dogs are here chewing up our couch as we speak. I've been hearing it the whole time. I'm sure you guys hear it too. It's great. It's great. It's fantastic. They wanted to be a part of the action too. They didn't want to be left out. If you hear any noises or anything weird, that was them. It's them. No, we're just like stomping our feet this entire time for some extra ambiance. So it seems like (laughs) we're busy in life. So, all right, you guys, thank you so much for listening. Uh, If you have any stories like that listener sent in, or if you have sister solidarity stories, if you have um, episode suggestions, anything like that, go ahead and message us at neighborhoodfeminist at gmail.com. You can also direct message us and follow us on Instagram. That is where it's at, at angry neighborhood feminist. 
We sometimes use our Twitter. Go ahead and follow us there at YAF Podcast, Y-A-N-F Podcast. We have a Facebook business and group page. You can chat with other ragers in the group page. It's fantastic. And you can also rate and review us on our business page, which we absolutely love. And what we love even more is when you rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. That makes our days so much better. Um, also, if you listen to us on Radio Public already, thank you. And if you don't, please get on it. It's a free way for you to listen. It helps us out just a teeny tiny bit, and it really supports the show. So if you like what you're hearing, please continue to support. Help them out. This <laughs> <laughs> is like, we need money. <laughs> we, need, we need more pennies from Radio Public in this house. Feed our puppies. <laughs> yeah, if you want our dogs to have food and toys and have a happy life. And Keegan has two cats, you know. And feed, the, feed the kitties, That's too. all we're asking. That's all we're asking. So, you guys, that's all we have for today. I want to thank my beautiful, lovely boyfriend, Max Ram, one more time. Oh, you're the sweetest. Oh, you're the sweetest. With all of that being said, we encourage you to rage on. Bye-bye. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.